Hello and welcome to the Try Tea Podcast. This is Max and I'm joined by the regulars here, Kundi and Yam. Guys, say hello. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Okay, so this is another topical podcast and we're recording this just in time before first game of the Women's Premier League kicks off. Uh, the... WPL, uh, as it's going to be called henceforth, at its first ever auction on February the 13th. And we have five teams. So we're here to talk about the teams, the auction, um, you know, who the owners are, how the teams lined up, what we think about their chances, and some early predictions for the tournament kicks off. And hopefully we'll come back after the tournament um, and the winner has been declared to see how we lined up and what our predictions were. So, uh, without further ado, let's start off with you, Bundi. Uh, how excited are you for the WPL? Um, I am very, 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 very excited uh, for the WPL. In fact, I've been uh, saying for the last three, four years that the uh, women's version of the IPL is long overdue. And I am so happy that uh, it's finally happening. I'm a little sad and disappointed that it's limited to only five teams and uh, uh, the matches are being played in like Bombay. So no home away concept and, you know, there are, there are limited games as such. But I take the start. Uh, given how long the board has like put off having a women's IPL, I am so happy that it started and I'm very, very excited to see how the first season goes. Yam, uh, taking that from Bundi, uh, do you think do you think it is it is it is late by a few years or didn't do you think the time is ripe? I definitely think it by a few years. Uh, we should have ideally started on this core group of people under, you know, Harman Mandana got together and he still had uh, people like uh, Mithali Raj who were playing a bit. We people like Julam Goswami who was still at her peak. We had a really, really good team for the last four or five years. And I feel like we are kind of catching the team in its second wave. I would have really liked to have seen a Mithali and Julam-led IPL team, to be honest. Especially because their cricketing brains are unparalleled and they've been doing it for such a high level for so long that maybe they would have gotten a World Cup or even two. They uh, had the chance to you know, groom, their peop- groom the girls in the WPL pressure cooker uh, three, four years. And the case in point is today. So I don't even want to talk about what happened today with the India-Australia match. But uh, I think that is a good example of difference would have mattered. For those of you listening, uh, we're recording this uh, the very same day India lost to Australia in the semi-final of the World T20. So um, that will probably cast a shadow on some of our opinions today. But uh, yeah, I think you, you bring a really good point because it's not just about franchises and you know people making money and uh, you know advertising and all that but it's also plays a huge role in player development in terms of and we've seen that with the men's game 
since the advent of the IPL, you know, you've had uh, players, all these international players, uh, you know, in in the same dressing room with a lot of domestic players, and that has given them a lot of confidence. They've, you know, just sharing a dressing room with someone like a Shane Watson, uh, you know, it, it, and a lot of players have spoken about that as well. So that I think will be a big thing now uh, for the women's game, wherein a lot of these girls will be, you know, in the same dressing room for, you know, even though even though it's only a month. Uh, with someone like you know a Nats Kiver or a uh, Elise Perry, Elisa Healy, uh, all of those uh, guys. So it'll be really good uh, for the development of the game. And you know, as as spectators and viewers, it's nice for us because we just can't have enough of cricket anyway. So um, it's 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 good for us. Uh, Bundi, what do you think about that? Um, I think it's great, uh, Max and Yam. In fact, if you if you look at how the WBBL and 100 uh, has been going, right, for the past couple of years, and I've been very, very envious of both, both of those two leagues, uh, the experience they bring to their players is amazing. Uh, in fact, uh, some of our Indian girls have been playing in the 100 and in the WBBL. Um, Jemima went and had an absolute banger of a time with Northern Superchargers, which is the Yorkshire team. Uh, Harman, Richa, Shafali, everyone had WBBL as well as the 100 stints. And that, I feel, has elevated their game to like a level above what they were playing. So having having your own league, uh, you know, is, is very, very beneficial because... All overseas leagues are selective about who they pick. They have very limited number of overseas slots. So not all your players would get a chance for that exposure. But when you have your own league, uh, your domestic players um, will get, uh, you know, exposure. And then not only do they get, uh, uh, you know, get to rub shoulders with uh, the uh with with the elites in in their circle, but even if you look uh, from a setup standpoint, la, um, you they have at least based on what I have seen uh, in the five teams that uh, uh, have been like set up initially, they have like a proper coaching setup. They have a proper regimen setup, and I think um, there's an aspect about understanding your own body, understanding your own cricket scientifically that's elevated the men's game and the men's IPL. And I think uh, the women's game is is going to go ahead by miles, uh, you know, uh, with, with the WPL on play. In fact, uh, I know I'm rambling, but uh, I, I have to kind of... Uh, make a comparison. Like, let's take Australia because we are talking on a day when our girls lost by a very, very close margin against Australia. If you look at the 2003 and 2007 and all the other World Cup pictures we've lost or any Australia one-day games, the men's team lost pre-IPL, we'd always lose by like a huge margin. Like, take... Take... uh, uh, 2000... Take 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 2003. Like we all know how that World Cup went, right? But this women's team, especially, even if you go as far back as 2017, the games they've lost have been by very close margins, and that gap has bridged tournament after tournament after tournament. Even though you don't have like a proper coaching setup, a proper 
mechanism or or infrastructure in place to understand your cricket to understand your body and bringing that organization in via franchise cricket is just going to like bring them on to night set so uh, that 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 is what is making me excited you know this team despite the lack of infra despite the lack of coaching despite the lack of like scientific equipment has come across and has come along so far if you give them all that via franchise cricket that's just going to elevate them to a whole new level is what i feel so very 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 yeah bundi i, I agree with all of that what is much we are lacking in your and uh, basically facilities right for coaching and all the other support stuff that the men's team enjoys and has enjoyed since the early 2000s but i think the biggest benefit wpl will be match and game practice because most of the time i feel like our players when they go into a tournament they're lacking that fitness where they've played around and they're in the groove they're in the flow and they go in it's almost like how the in the early 90s when uh, you know jawagal shrinath or venkatesh prasad used to open the bowling the first three overs would be like a write off because they were still warming up into the day but now if you see our players day one first ball you're expecting something to happen because they're all primed up i think that is the transformation we will hopefully see in women's cricket along with everything else that you mentioned and and that uh, max over to you Oh, we've been so excited and talking that we forgot that we have a guest amongst us. <laughs> so, um, without further ado, uh, we would like to introduce our guest uh, midway into the show. So, uh, our guest is PK. Uh, those of you who've been following her on Twitter probably know uh, and heard of her. Uh, she's a pretty big cricket nut, very much like Boondi. and therefore um, it just makes sense to have her join us today as we talk about the WPL. Uh, PK, welcome to the podcast. Hi, man. Super duper excited to be a part of this podcast. I should have probably been a part of BGT, couldn't join due to bad throat, but yeah, super glad I could be a part of it today. Hey, I mean, uh, anytime you can make it, it's it's always fun. So, I wanted to bring you in and get your initial thoughts on the WPL um, and the timing of it, and what do you think so far? um uh, as probably i've already mentioned i do think the wpl is definitely delayed by you know a minimum of 5 years at least and that's you know that's taking the pandemic into account and all of that it should have happened way back when we saw harman storm through england yeah but okay fine so now that it's finally happening um one thing i do hope is um i hope the outside noise doesn't get into the players head because we already see people telling that now uh, everybody, everybody respect of gender is going to get to choose between international and the leagues which i think should be right it should be up to them what they want to play and financial stability is so important in a sport where you know your prime age is so less compared to compared to uh, a normal desktop profession i mean you can't even uh, assure a normal desktop profession to have a long prime these days so in that case i am super glad that our girls especially um yeah by our girls i mean indian girls are going to get the financial stability to choose more than that i think in the wake of you know yesterday's semi final 
Oh God, okay. <laughs> I'm still trying to pretend it was all a dream, but it didn't happen. You had to play, but in the wake of that, I think one one thing that I definitely see this international exposure, getting to rub shoulders and share dressing room, is definitely going to help us in changing our attitude. And and then coming on to the aspects of the game, like singing especially. So. We are uh, currently. I think Indian girls. We are not bad. Definitely not. We have just won the Under-19 World Cup as well. But where we do that is, yeah, we definitely feel the pressure. I mean, of course, I know people call this psychobabble and all that. But as us young girls at such a big stage, it's very easy to be overwhelmed. So in that case, the leagues help them. So we we could see the difference in Jenny and uh, Arnold's approach yesterday versus the other girls feeling the pressure. That's because they have been on the bigger stage so often in terms of BBL at the hundred. Yes, yeah, so in that case, I'm very, very glad it's going to be definitely mutually beneficial. So now the other bigger boards as well, they would get a, you know, they would get an insider view of how things happen and how Indian cricket have been so competitive despite not getting the support that the men's team have gotten. So we 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 are kind of the top three in the women's team. Despite you know, despite England and Australia being years ahead of us, so in that way, I am super excited. Uh, so I uh, am trying to stay open and not have any failures in the first season. But of course, that will definitely change as the season progresses. Bring a really nice point there about uh, you know how play how how Jemima and Norman played versus some of the others, and it's the it's the it's their exposure to. Being in these other franchise tournaments in Australia and England, and now that you know that being in happening uh, locally domestically will be a huge push for all the other girls as well. So that that's a really nice thing. Also, we've had we've been having this women's T20 challenge now for a few years with the three teams: uh, Velocity, Supernova, uh, and I forget what the third one was: Hillblazers. Um, So, but and and every year it has happened. Uh, there has been talk of uh, a women's T20 franchise uh, in India, and you know even the players who have come in, like uh, Alana King, Deandra Dotton, they've all said that you know the, the situation has been ripe. So they, this this has been happening for the last two years now, where people have been saying that the, the time is right. Um, but I mean, it, it's more like the uh, Rajni dialogue, right? So. Uh, it doesn't matter how late you came. At least you are here now. Uh, so the WPL is right upon us. Um, by the time this episode releases, probably it'll be a few days um, uh, to the first game. And so we wanted to then start talking about the different teams um, as they uh, st- stacked up as the auction went. So, like I mentioned earlier, the auction was uh, on the thirteenth of February, and we had five teams. Uh, Delhi Capitals, Mumbai Indians, Royal Challengers, Bangalore. Um, those are three teams that have been bought by current IPL uh, teams and are extensions of them. Then we have two new teams in UP Warriors and Gujarat Giants. Uh, e, uh, the way the auction went was, I think all teams had a budget of uh, rupees twelve crore, and they could have a maximum of eighteen players, out of which. Could be uh, 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 non-Indian, and they could take a seventh if it was from an associate country. Uh, 
um, and you know the rest, the, two, the remaining twelve to thirteen, had to be uh, from India. So with that uh, in there, it meant that there were only thirty um, non-Indian players, uh, or up to thirty-five non-Indian players that could be that could make the auction. That um, did put a lot of um, you know, thought into the auction dynamics of who's going to get picked and who's not. So there's a lot of names that didn't make it, but you, know, you can say it's because that's how the auction dynamics works, right? There, there's only 30, 35 names you can pick. I'm, I'm just going to say 30 because I don't think anyone picked from a associate nation. So it was just the 30. Uh, so there's only 30 names you're going to pick. And so there's definitely going to be a lot of people uh, who get left out and it's going to be surprising. Uh, Boondi, what do you think of the uh, of that format? Now, again, like you said, this is the first year, so we definitely, I think, we'll see uh, a couple of other teams uh, as the years go. But still, good enough for a start, right? Uh, definitely, yes, Max. Uh, the thing is that uh, um, you know, the the one thing in hindsight is maybe they could have extended the squad strength by two or three more players for domestic, our domestic emerging players, because certainly there are uh, girls that can actually make it to the squad. Um, uh, so I felt that maybe they could have set 20 players and we could have got a couple of people that missed out uh, domestically into our squad. Because even, even if they don't get to play, sitting and observing is a great thing. Right? So on that aspect, I thought maybe first could have extended a little bit, maybe a domestic player count could have exceeded a little bit. But otherwise, I thought the format is pretty fair. Um, I wish there were more teams. Uh, I was thinking seven teams or eight teams, just like how they started with IPL would have been nice because definitely there is that there is the strength. But I also understand that uh, they want to start slow and sure. So not, not a lot of complaints on that aspect uh, either. So I think I was... Despite minor quibbles, I'm I'm pretty much okay with how the uh, squads panned out. Okay, on that note, let's start with the teams. So the first team, again, I'm just going in no specific order, um, is the Delhi Capitals. The Delhi Capitals um, is by the the JSW GMR group, um, and so Yam. Uh, what did you think of the players uh, they picked up? I mean, I don't know whether Delhi in general plays like that, but they seem to have a very, very top-heavy uh, squad. I, I mean, I could be wrong there because they, they do have a few good players in there from, like, you know, for example, Poonam Yadav is there, Tanya Bhatti is there. A few of them in that group there, but most of their uh, players seem to be top heavy players. Uh, and uh, you do have Meg Glanning there, a genius. She's one of my favorite players. Uh, but, you know, in general, I don't think the squad's balanced. Um, I just have a feeling that uh, they'll score runs. Yeah, go on, go on, go on. Interrupt away. No, no, I have to disagree there. I do think that Delhi has. Uh, a pretty balanced squad. And, uh, if, uh, I mean, yes, they went with the time-honored tradition of getting the under-19 World Cup winning captain yeah, Shafari. Exactly. They, they yeah. went with that tradition, yep. but that doesn't mean they're top-heavy. Uh, they have Jem, who's my favorite and who's like an absolute terrific batter and a feeder. But if you look at the squad, right, 
they have poonam yadav okay uh, yeah, that poonam yadav is the exception no enga exception this is a squad that has shikha pande poonam yadav tight mm-hmm. asadu and you have like your uh, top 3 uh, bowlers there only and then you have uh, uh, arundhati reddy right uh, who can also bowl and then uh, you have alice capsi uh, who bowls right arm uh, right arm off break if i'm right so it, 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 the thing is yes uh, you know in the men's ipl you have this whole concept of uh, top heavy but if you look at women's players and uh, uh, i i i think we um we we cannot use the term top heavy is what i'm trying to say because women's game la vandu more often than not you find all rounders more than like players that are um that that belong to a single skill so sorry for interrupting you yam so i just wanted to call out there you know uh, when, when we analyze or when we look at the squad strength the women the women's game has evolved differently so you you would actually find players that could bat very deep but those very same players could bowl as well and you have very far and few exceptions wherein uh, you have players that don't bowl like if they don't bowl they almost wicket keep so yeah sorry i had to cut that max didn't mean to but that's the that's that's the point i was trying to make that's actually a fair comment i'm just comparing them with other teams in the wpl i'm not com- i'm not using them as the I, I guess as a blanket example, even if you take, I was thinking about this Delhi as how the men's Delhi team was when there was like both Shehwag and Kohli there, right there, right? So they kind of put their their big money players are at the top of the order, and then they're trying to bring balance by having someone like Glenn Maxwell is, who I think is the closest I can think of to Jemima there because she's one of those, you know. players who can basically crack the game open any time of the day but i don't think jemima is going to be as consistent as someone like uh, i don't know like someone like harman for example so th- that's the difference between uh, these two i mean you can disagree with me that's fair but that's my opinion pk uh, what do you think about the delhi team So I think the Delhi team is going to face a problem of plenty. Uh because they have a lot of all-rounders, they have a lot of heavy batters. So it's like one person is is uh, kind of uh like a 90% life like replacement of the other. So uh so uh if they're going to play in different conditions as the tournament evolves and all that, uh there has to be a lot of chopping and changing so you can replace one player but you'll be replacing them with a similar kind of player so that is something that i see as a problem in delhi it is a very solid side on paper yes but that is assuming a lot of things go right for them they are definitely one of the finalists for me okay that's a bold call uh so just yes. for, so, <laughs> very that, bold call that's a good one that, that's a good one um ju- just for our listeners um so delhi uh, picked six um, international players like lanning laura harris alice capsi marizan cap uh, jess johansen and tara norris and then um, amongst their uh, other picks uh, was uh, jemima rodrig shafali verma 
uh, and uh, they also have Radha Yadav, Shikha Pandey uh, uh, in their team. So I feel that you know, in in Meg Lanning, they have you know <laughs> they have a captain who I think might end up being their captain, um, and then they have uh, you know Jemmy and Shafali uh, uh, as their uh, young guns. And then uh, Marizan uh, Cap, you know, she she brings a ton of experience. So I think that's very good mix um, in there. And uh, you know, Shafali, Jemmy, Lanning, that's a very good top order. Um, and then they also have you know, uh, Poonam Yadav, uh, Shikha Pandey, uh, Marizan Cap. So that bowling group also, I think, is pretty good. Um, their uh, I think their wicket keepers are. Uh, I think they have two wicket keepers uh, in Tanya Bhatia and Aparna Mondal. So that's also good. I always look for teams to have at least two uh, keeping options. Uh, so that 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 is also a good thing. So I uh, agree with you, PK. And this is this is a pretty good team actually. Uh, um, I wouldn't. I, I'm not sure if I'm going to say finalists, but uh, I think they'll definitely be uh, right up there. Sure. Um, Bundi. Uh, any comments, any further comments on Delhi? Final is for me, sure. Uh, a, I really like how Delhi built a squad. Okay. Um, if you if you if you watch their uh, auction table, they were very calm. They knew who they wanted and stuff. Yes, and the, uh, there is this problem where everyone's like like for like. So, you know, next year if suddenly they start playing games in Chennai or other places or uh, they may have some thinking to do. But otherwise, I think it's a very, very solid squad. They have the right mix of youth and uh, and experience, uh, in my opinion. And their squad is actually in their prime, or at least most members of the squad are in their prime. So uh, I actually want them as one of the finalists. I see them as one of the finalists. Uh, you mentioned Meg Lanning for captaincy mass, but I think the prospective captain for Delhi could be Shika uh, if she ends up playing all the games. You know, when you when you want when you're not see when you have an overseas captain that's a spot gone right because you you ideally want your captain like shepherd your team through all the games uh, so having an overseas captain means that you cannot drop your captain should the need arise so adanale vanda i think uh, they may go with shika as a captain shika a because she's domestic b because she knows the indian players very well and uh, can gel very well with them and then she has enough experience and enough exposure to the overseas players as well so she can form that effective bridge of communication so that's my early captaincy call i don't know how it's going to pan out but my one concern the one interesting thing for me is uh, how they are going to put their batting order together you know they cannot do without jemmy i'm sure shefali jemmy will open and Meg will come one down. But Adhikapra, how their batting order is going to look is something that's going to be interesting for me. Like who they pick for each games would be would be fun to watch. Uh, but but otherwise, solid, solid side for me. And they have a very experienced coach in there as well. Their coach is someone that is coached in the hundreds. So that's that's going to help. Uh yeah, no, I mean Shika, Shika is definitely a good choice. I just thought that Meg is gonna play. All, all the games because they've only picked uh, the, they they only have six players that they could pick and they're going to play four so I see her playing barring injury in almost every game uh, because it's a short tournament but, uh, no like we'll see um, 
anyone else has any closing thoughts uh, on delhi i i have one closing thought the okay. whole point of me picking meg was to make her the captain because if you see that entire team uh, there is no natural captain there shikas is prop best choice among the indian players to be the captain jemima might become the captain in a few years time but not there yet Meg's, meg is probably the reason the reason they bought meg was also for her shepherding skills like shepherding them through the tough situations and the wpl finals i would bet my bottom dog is going to be the one who's leading that group pk what do you have to say for that uh, i think i yeah <laughs> i definitely do agree that meg joining would be seen as the captain for this premier edition and maybe as few years down the line it could be jenny oh, because i think the first edition uh, yeah the first edition um, it would be you know uh, i think they prefer someone with international captaincy experience So a lot of other things clicking through. I guess it would be like a uh, captain, vice captain, and that would definitely be Jenny. Jenny is definitely in it for the long term. She's gonna be the face of Delhi Capitals. That 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 that's a good one, Pige. Um, yeah, I I I like I I I think I'm with you. Pick to captain and groom me, and is the. Yeah, but are they also there? La, are they there? All are also there because everyone loves Jenny. including me who's going to be the finisher for delhi because like i said i think delhi is too tough who's going to come in and score those quick 30 runs in the end or god forbid they get they go 0 for 2 who's going to come in and make sure they get into that one range i would say maybe cap and capsi that's a lot of there's a lot of experience there in the middle order but uh, it'll be interesting to see how uh, the team shows up but uh, like yam said uh, the top is super explosive and then um, the bowling is also pretty good probably then you know that middle and keeping maybe a bit but uh, we'll see so let's move on to the next team in that case uh, mumbai mumbai indians uh the name suggests that they have been bought by the same uh group uh that also uh has the men's team and um very much like that they also picked up the they have the indian men's uh captain and they also picked up the india women's captain um uh, on their side and they also have uh, and their uh list of uh international players uh looks like Let me see. Uh, you have Ellie Matthews, Amelia Kerr, Natsuki Verbrandt, uh, Chloe Tiran, uh, Isabel Wong, and Heather Graham. That's their list of uh, international players. Then uh, they also, like I said, uh, apart from Harman Preet, they also picked up Pooja Vasrakar, Yastika Bhatt. Um, they had uh, Amanjit Kaur, Amanjot Kaur, Dhara Gujar, and. Uh, was uh, osonam yadav that's one i was looking for so this is also looking like a pretty good team uh yeah uh, why don't you go first for me this is probably the team uh to beat for two reasons one is they 
I know that Delhi is explosive, but Mumbai can find that champion player in any situation. If I were to face this team, or if I were to coach another team to face this team, I don't think you can say you are in. Even if you take four wickets or five wickets, and you get into the lower middle order, whereas other teams you can probably at least say that you know maybe you you get there. So for me, this particular team um, is going to do well deeper tournament than in the beginning of the tournament because I think in the beginning of the tournament they'll still try to be you know uh, try to get into the groove. But all of these players are clutch. players so they you'll find them bring out that stunning performance towards the business end of the season and i think the person which uh you know is my uh, dark horse for this is uh probably someone like uh, like a sonam yadav who i don't think we've seen too much of but i think she's going to do really well here and i i have a really soft spot for pooja vastrekar uh, she's one of my favorite uh, players i know she's been you know blowing hot blowing cold for a while but i i hope that she has a really good tournament because i think with the mental uh, monsters that she has around her will do really well bundi over to you okay um so um I I I have to say that I'm very excited to see Sonam Yadav in the Mumbai Indians lineup in fact as much as I'm excited to see Titus in the uh, Delhi setup right because the girls are girls especially the bowlers did amazingly well in the under 19 world cup especially the bowlers so very happy to see that max I'll have to disagree with you while i feel that the women squad won't do as bad as the men squad in their in, uh, in their inaugural ipl i think uh, uh, you know uh, the the issue here is uh, about how they are going to get their squad to gel of course they have julan and charlotte edwards in their uh, coaching setup but if you look at their side uh if you if you look at like delhi which has like a lot of capped indian players uh, mumbai uh, has a lot of players that are pretty young uh, somewhat bowling hot and cold so it's it's going to take a while to kind of get them up to speed and then the other thing is um what is if if i'm someone that's kind of looking to construct a side which you know um if you if you look at some of their overseas picks right they would be shoins right like i would obviously like play uh, amelia kar right uh, i i don't think i'm not going to play her uh, i i will also like probably play haley matthews because she's just like explosive right so adula vandu my my concern is how many of their young indian talent uh, is going to get game time uh, the other concern i have is uh, how are the younger players kind of going to shape up you know at some point in time you're going to have to rotate your players even though it's a shorter tournament uh, and purely because some of these players are unknown i have that concern per se but otherwise what i like about uh, mumbai is um about how they went up picking their overseas talents because uh, they they can you know depending on which four overseas players they pick into their starting 11 they can form the backbone of the side and 
as everyone does i also have like a huge huge soft spot for uh, pooja vastrakar um she's uh, in in our circle we jokingly call her like the female shardul like type of player where some day she blows cold and you're like why is she playing in the 11 and then you know comes like a non believable streak of like play where she just turn the match on uh, the on its head and you're like pooja you know you killed it so i i'm i'm hoping that we see more hot streaks from her after her stint with mumbai indians and uh, i also have a very very soft spot for yastika bhatia granted i didn't like much of her when she came in in a she replaced jemmy when she came in and pk knows how i felt about that happening uh, but what i've seen of yastika i've really really liked and uh, she has very very soft hands as a wicket keeper and i love wicket keepers that have soft hands and can bat so pretty pretty excited but i'm not i wouldn't call it like the top squad per se and i i still feel that uh, they went after a, a set of players they didn't get them and uh, you know then they were like okay second option third option mari let's see let's see how it goes after the tournament progresses Um, what do you think um i actually had two comments one was uh, i forgot to mention it actually one was i think they have a distinct home court advantage with the king in bombay so that was one of the reasons why i thought they'll do well the second is i don't know whether you recognize it but this is a very very csk 2008 squad construction which they have done they have picked senior pros from different countries pay top money for the experience of being able to win because they are the people who can think on their feet when they're shifting around them and when things need to be you know turned around in a dime they'll figure out a way to uh, get to the while being on the field which is why i think they picked people like nats keeper amelia kher and harman preet because those three are really really good thinking brains I have a soft spot for Yastika uh, Yastika because I think her cricketing brain as a keeper is sorry is better than Jemmy mind uh, she is she's got a lot more nuance in identifying situations than Jemmy has done till today so you know in that sense I like her in the Mumbai squad because the input which Yastika can give to someone like Harman Preet or Nat or Amelia is going to make a big difference during that space and she can also guide someone like sonam yadav there so yeah <laughs> there there i said it the most controversial thing i could have said in a podcast but i'm really glad i'm far away from bundi at this time this podcast is being recorded in three different time zones uh, so therefore i think yam you are you are lucky to get away with some of the things you're going to say <laughs> had this been uh, had we been in a studio like like a lot of the other podcasts this would have ended up in a bloodbath yeah so funnily enough i think i'm saying more controversial things here than my bgt prediction no no he is going to get death beatings from like uh, i mean uh, jemmy man definitely has a superiority <laughs> brain at this point <laughs> i said i i never said over all this point the inputs which yasika and give us back. i st- i stand by that illa la let's let's talk about it when we come to richard 
Agosh, man. Max, what do you think of Pompey? Uh, well, again, so they have uh, Harman Preet, uh, Nats Kiewer, Pooja Vastrakar, Amelia Kerr is my favorite, um, and uh, Yastika. And so they have the X factor of Yastika and then Nats Kiewer's experience. Uh, Harman is the captain. Like Yam said, they're going to play in, in Mumbai. And I think Harman scored a century uh, in Mumbai um, when she, you know, announced herself on the stage and all that. So it it looks a pretty good team. And they have a decent pool of under-19 players as well. Uh, so like Yam said, you know, there's this, you know, they, they've, they've probably done some good scouting. So there's a good mix of uh, experience and youth. Uh, the only thing is, I think, don't have a backup for Yastika. Um, as a keeper uh, and uh, their Indian seam bowling options aren't uh, are, are a bit thin I would say Mumbai is definitely uh, uh, stacks up as a pretty good team uh, Delhi is probably still better uh, and since you know you, you all said that Delhi is a finalist uh, Mumbai is gonna to give them a tough fight uh, to make that final <laughs> But uh, Max, I, I have to say this la, because you, you mentioned their scouting. Sonam Yadav is 15. I, I don't know how many of you know, but Sonam is actually 15. So Mumbai Indians have a player with them that can potentially play for them for the next 15 years. Like they can that's build a squad I, I around her. her. Name, uh, yeah, that's why, that's why I picked it out. Because Sonam Yadav was my for this IPL. Okay, so the next team we'll look at is UP Warriors. Uh, it ends with a Z. Uh, and uh, this team was uh, bought by uh, Capri Global. Uh, they had uh, also bid uh, in the men's uh, IPL unsuccessfully. And uh, so they have gotten their Lucknow franchise. Um, and then this team uh, has... Um, in your amongst internationals, it has Alisa Healy, Grace Harris, Talia McGrath, Sophie Eccleston, Laura Bell, and Shabnam Ismail. Um, and then amongst your um, uh, amongst your Indian players, you have Deepti Sharma, you have um, uh, Rajeshri Gaikwad, uh, Anjali Sarvani, and then uh, among among some of them. Oh, oh, and Devika Vaidya um, is also sorry, I forgot about her. Oh. This team uh, does look pretty interesting. And you know, it has Alisa Healy, and I think uh, they've already named her uh, as a captain, and she's going to be the most vital cog uh, on that team. You know, like she's a destructive batsman, single handed, she can take teams away. Um, and then they have Deepti Sharma. I think she was the second most expensive Indian player at the auction. Um, and you know she she can do it with both um, uh, both uh, both both bat and ball, and so she's going to be pretty crucial. Um, what do you think about the UP Warriors, uh, Yam? Um, they were the most confusing squad for me as well, Max, because I know I, I kind of find it very irritating that someone like Alicia Healy did not get chased after by other teams. For example, someone like Delhi could have really used Alicia Healy. I would think, at least. I know they already have Meg, but Alicia and Meg really make a good partnership. Um, 
so i think someone missed a trick there by by not going after alicia but also i think they overpaid for a few players i know we don't want to talk money but i think the purse distribution would have helped them go after some of the other players that they would have liked so for me up is a, is the punjab kings 11 whatever their name was for the you know they shifted their names a couple of times so the kings 11 punjab of uh, of the wpl is going to be the up warriors they'll have flashes of brilliance maybe even have an upset or two where they do something completely crazy or 200 for no loss or 200 for two or something like that and wipe out the other team by getting them out for like 70 80 yard runs but that's a bad that's where they would be they would not go deep into the tournament is my guess for me Alicia Healy is one of my favorite players. I know she's there's something about Australian great players. I don't mention it, but I think I've covered it enough in the BGT. Uh, Alicia falls firmly in the bracket between her and uh, Mitchell Stark. You'd be uh, you know you'd be hard pick. It would be a hard pick to figure out who's worst as a uh, as a sports person for sportsmanship on the field. But uh, Alicia is definitely the better cricketer among the two. Uh, So yeah, probably my pick, and I have a soft spot for Rajeshwari Gaekwad. She's been one of the players who's who's been almost there, but has never reached the level of other players in her um, style of game. So I hope that this gives her an opportunity to essentially pull up rabbits out of the hat that she's capable of, but she's not done too consistently. Budi, what do you think? Hopefully, um, no con- controversial statements on this one. Uh, you did make a controversial statement, uh, but I'll come to that later. <laughs> There you go. There you um, go. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I'll tell you why. Um, so okay, looking at the UP squad, uh, the one thing I like about UP is how how good their bowling is. Right? Uh, mm-hmm. If like they have Deepthi, who's who's a sure starter, right? Uh, they will definitely like. Uh, play uh, Ecclestone with her. You have Shabna Ismail, who is terrific to watch, right? And you know you have Anjali Savni starting with Shabna, and that has me like uh, very excited because I want to know what Anjali can pick up from Shabna and uh, take from there. And the one thing I I also like that they have like a Thalia Megra and Grace Harris in there, and you have also Kiran Navgire, um, who is someone I've seen. Snatches off, and uh, I've I've actually uh, liked, and she recently got like an unbeaten 162 in the women's senior tournament. So pretty pretty exciting to see how she goes about it here. Uh, they've got Shweta Sehrawat, um, who actually was the vice captain for the uh, unnighting winning uh, World Cup. Uh, they also have Parshvi Chopra, again someone I loved seeing in the unnighting tournament. So pretty pretty exciting picks there. The one thing I don't like is how they're wicketkeeper and captain is alisa hili now for me um, alisa is probably the best australian player of this generation across genders but i don't think she's as nice a person and sometimes uh, when you when you have a great player that's not a nice person it doesn't herald well for the sides because um, captaincy is not just about performing yourself but 
also there's there's this inherent niceness that kind of brings the squad together and my controversial take of the day is i feel alisa is not nice enough uh to to do that she she always behaves as if she has a chip on her shoulder and uh, i definitely not agree to a lot of statements she has made uh, especially the brisbane one that that left me seething and had steam coming out of my ears um, so uh, the side is there they could have probably named a better captain not not excited about alisa being named captain won't deny she's a great but uh, that's that's probably one reason why i won't be rooting for the up side despite it having my favorites multiple shots fired uh, on this podcast the the warriors uh, you know do have a have stocked well with all rounders let's say that you know, they have deepthi devika vaidya uh, uh, parshvi chopra talia magrath grace harris and uh, rajeshwari gaikwad and then uh, and, and sorry and with rajeshwari gaikwad sophie eccleston deepthi they, they have a spin spin trio abnam and anjali give them the pace department um and then you know they also have a solid top opener in uh, healy and then you have the under 19 opener the uh, serawat so it is a pretty decent team um you could probably say that their middle order is a bit weak um with uh, kiran uh, navgire uh, being the only person there and uh, they don't have anyone to play an anchor if uh, you know they do some wickets real early but mass i think that's probably where they may expect Uh, Yashasvi to come in, right? Yashasvi can bat as well. We'll we'll see how this is going to go up. But for now, uh, both my co-hosts have uh, picked them out, <laughs> and <laughs> they are no not in contention. Uh, Yam has them at fifth spot, I think. So uh, we'll see how that. Uh, oh no, no, no! I don't have have them at have them at fifth spot. I actually have Delhi at fifth, but that's for later. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, shots are not if, stopping. This is like a Gatling gun that has gone off here. I mean, I, I I think the UP team has better chances of being above Delhi as above UP. Delhi is going to get pasted this year. You heard it here. You heard it here on the Chai Tea podcast. I I do. I am staying silent for the sake of dignity. Okay, so we will next move on to the Gujarat Giants. Uh, the Gujarat Giants were bought by uh, the Adani Group. It paid an insane amount uh, for that team. Um, I think it was uh, 160 million dollars, uh, something like that. It, and you know, the next closest was um, Mum- uh, the Reliance uh, with Mumbai for 110. so yeah i mean the adani group you know having missed out um in the you know just made wanted to make sure that they did they pull all stops and get get the gujarat team so uh that's the gujarat and and then uh in terms of <clears throat> uh, uh their players um let's see they they call the gujarat giants and then they have bet muni sofia dunkley deandra dotin one of my favorites uh uh george abraham anibal sutherland um uh, uh amongst their uh, overseas players and then uh, amongst their uh, indian players uh 
they have uh, Harleen Diol, Snehrana, uh, Meghna, they have, uh, who else? Oh, Sushma Varma is there. Uh, so th- this team is not my favorite, say that way. But I will give the floor to Pundi first, and then I will come, uh, and after Yam, I'll come to what I think about this team. Okay, so uh, fun thing. Uh, this team actually has uh, Mithali Raj as their mentor. So I, I'm sure that they'll have a lot of conversations about strike rates or they'll come out and like make a statement that, hey, you know, strike rates don't matter to us or something like that. If Mithali, aka or Akka has like uh, any any say about what happens in the side. Uh, that said, Max, I'm very confused about the side. Like on paper, they are a very strong side because look at the name. Uh, but... But they've got them in. They've got themselves into a selection because if you if you look at their overseas pick, right? Uh, they've got Ash Gardner, who you would obviously want to select in the form that she's playing in. Beth Mooney selects herself because you know if if it's it's between Beth and Sushma for wicketkeeper, you would obviously go with Beth. Uh, if if you are looking at winning, right? And then. You know, it, it comes down to, you know, wh- whether you're going to select Georgia Warham, whether you're going to select, like, wh- who would you leave out is, is the question there. In a, they're overse- it's, it's like they have a problem almost with their overseas picks uh, because they now have to select who their uh, four overseas picks are and then have to build their uh, Indian uh, core around them. But if, if you look at the other sides, right, like we've, we've looked at uh, Delhi and uh, Bombay, your Indian core is more or less built, right? Your Indians kind of walk into your side. So it's then a matter of selecting, okay, who horses for courses, Marine, which Kong, like that's, that's what you do. Uh, even if you look at uh, UP warriors, they, they do have Indian walk-in names, names that walk in. But when I look into like the Gujarat giant side, um, I, I wonder if they knew that they can only have like four overseas players in the side because they have a problem of plenty with their over, overseas players. And uh, while their Indian players are very exciting and good, none of them would walk automatically into the side like a Janima would or like a Harman would or like a Deepi would, right? And uh, that is what is troubling me around this side. Uh, I would see... I would like to see how Rachel uh, and and Mitali kind of go about building the side and go about kind of feeding them, but they do have like a first eleven selection problem right up there. So Mudale Kornal na I don't know where they'd end up. I, I'm probably pegging them for four. I I think uh, next season they may probably kind of uh, look at. A better lineup, or will will probably have a settled lineup. But this season is all going to be about finding the right lineup. And uh, they have a problem of plenty with overseas players, and then Indian players love under. While they have good players, I don't see anyone like walking in as as like the core around which you build the team. I kind of agree with Bundi on all the points that she mentioned, especially the part where she spoke about overseas players kind of fighting for the same space in the middle of the order. And they're probably missing a good top order who can give them that fast start. I don't I don't see anyone in there who can uh, give them that reliably. They might get them, but they're not like reliable top order fast start players. 
So they're pretty much relying on chasing most of their games and take it deep and uh, putting the pressure and winning it. And uh, basically bowling first in Bombay is a pretty a good idea. You, you don't have to face the due and things like that. Um, but I, I, I think the team's very confusing. I don't think that people who the team had an idea of what they wanted to do with it from a team perspective. I didn't even know about Mithali being involved. To be honest, I didn't think of the coaches. But generally, just looking at this team, you wouldn't know where to start this team from. And that, I think, is a big problem. So, th- again, they're, they're probably... Fourth, uh, uh, fight Italy to be the worst team in the in the league. And again, uh, one thing, Max, I don't know if you've noticed is you can see some amount of scouting homework done with respect to other sides. And uh, despite having Mitali, I wonder how much scouting uh, the Gujarat team did. Because if you look at the average age of their players, right, uh, they don't have a lot of young talents who they can build off on. Probably Harli Gala is one. And uh, uh, from an Indian standpoint, maybe Meghna Sabineni. Uh, they have Shabnam Shakil as well, but but then you know untested talents. Like you don't you don't like I, I don't I hope their scouting has paid off. Uh, but but let's see. And uh, by the way, Budi, one question: Do you see any leaders in this? Because I see a lot of good players. Beth Mooney is probably the closest you can get to a leader. I think Beth will be their captain. To be very honest, there's... Yes, I, I, I don't disagree with you, but I think, like, who's going to pick them up when things are going wrong? Because a wonderful player, but she's not that drag you by the scarf of your neck to line sort of player, right? She's more like a, uh, like someone who went together, like the antithesis of an Arisha Healy, to be precise. So I'm just worried that they don't have any leaders. If they go, if they go ten for two, it's very likely that they'll like get bowled out for seventy or maybe hundred than actually do something and get to one twenty. Unless Ashley decides that okay, she's going to do that. She's going to be the strokes of their team and do everything. I don't see them getting too far because of that. Yeah, and that's why uh, you know my opening comments. I said I'm not very. Uh, I, I don't think too much of their prospects because uh, you know they have Ash Gardner, and I think on their first three overseas players, they spent more than half their purse. So that then you know put them in a <laughs> in trouble when they had to go uh, go get um, local Indian talent, and which is why uh, you know. I would say in the most polite way, saying they are a bit thin on Indian experience. Um, you know, they have Harleen Deval and Meghna. That uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, in addition to Snehrana, but it's not going to be easy going for them. Um, and they're putting a lot of uh, uh, of their hopes on Snehrana in terms of uh, local, in terms of being a domestic player. Then, um, unless like you know, Ash Gardner, you know, becomes a bowls very well and you know starts hitting all over the park, this is going to be uh, a pretty problematic uh, team. But <coughs> they're going to be playing in Mumbai, and so they have Deandra Dotton, Annabelle, Ash Gardner. So 
you know if they pay so it might probably be help out in their uh, favor as well we don't know but certainly at least right now on paper um, they are looking like a wooden spoon team i think i would say and uh, you know it's not that they didn't have talents to pick as well like you know they could have gone after a manat kashyap or someone or uh, you know other other batters and it's 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 just that at the end and i don't know if it was their auction strategy or if they're scouting or what went wrong uh, they're going to be in problem like right now maybe first season they'll get all their overseas picks but uh, you know this auctions for 3 years if some tournament starts conflicting next year onwards uh, that'll be interesting to see what this team will do okay and then we move on to uh, the fifth team the royal challengers bangalore um rcb is uh you know they said that they did not go and uh bid for teams in other uh franchises in like dubai or south africa because they wanted to make sure that they uh kept their purse for the women's team and then they've gotten their uh they bought the team not only that they also went uh went ahead in the auction and picked up their number 18 um Uh, and you know it all seems i i can see all the posters right away you know they have two number 18s uh, that's going to be probably in, on all their posters and uh, you know smriti mandana was uh, the was the you know was the highest pick um, in, in the auction then uh, their overseas players are sophie divine elise perry heather knight um uh, dan vernirek erin uh, burns and megan shoot uh this is a pretty good uh, set of overseas players and then they also have um uh, you know they they also have a pretty good list of uh, domestic players uh so uh, yam why don't you go first on aspects of rcb you have already picked your last team um, i'm guessing they are a finalist in your books yeah for me rcb and bombay mumbai indians are probably the finalists for me uh so if if since we're doing the order i i'd probably pick uh rcb or mumbai to win i don't know who's who was better in the days because they were really really close in my view to each other uh and i'll say that uh, up uh, or actually up come third and it's between it's a toss up between gujarati for fourth and fifth i would say delhi go fifth simply because of the the way that that team generally is full of people who are very mercurial but lack consistency but the reason why i like uh, bangalore is they seem to have done a lot of homework <coughs> excuse me uh, a homework uh, this time in picking their team as much as bombay have thought about how they picked theirs and yes they have picked the number 18 yes they have gone for the local flavor but I don't like that they have gone for something which they can relate uh, which they can market there are not too many karnataka players to go for to be honest and it's not like they did go for karnataka on the ipl side so it's not like they are play. they're playing to being a bangalore team versus a karnataka focused team in that sense they're looking at who can be their talismanic players and they did pick smriti for that but the person who i the most in their entire pick is elise perry uh she is one of 
she's been one of my favorite players for a for a while uh, she just uh, uh she just gets the t20 game better than a lot of people and she's pretty good at it uh she'd be a good foil for uh, smriti and heather knight being in there also gives you that little bit of uh you know that little bit of extra oomph that you need to get over the line so i i kind of like the way bangalore has gone about building their squad and the good part about their squad is even if you say take out two three players out of it they have a squad of 15 which they can they don't have uh free riders or they don't have like this i have only 11 people and if one of them gets injured or one of them to go back to the reason the other person becomes a passenger they, they actually truly have a 13 14 15 member squad who they can mix and match and pick from from based on the situation demands during the tournament which i think is actually pretty clever i didn't expect them to do that so yeah there you go isala cup namde man um i've been oh, saying this okay i i've been <laughs> saying this uh since rcb uh, actually was selected as a squad uh, for the women's premier league uh because back story max i don't know if you're aware of it they were very keen on going for gunning for a wpl team uh, just like rajasthan royals were at one point in time and they had actually they and rajasthan royals apparently had actually done a lot of scouting work in anticipation for that and um i knew and i have receipts to share uh, so me pk and others we were in a group chat so even before the auction i knew that they were going to go hard for because they wanted number 18 and uh, with they, they even when they built the first ipl squad right like the first ipl contender squad they they kind of centered it around kohli starting the third season right like an explosive batter who can come in and like move things and uh, i i see I saw them doing the same thing with Smriti, uh, but thanks to like prior auction experiences, they didn't have to like build a world-beating test side first uh, before uh, you know building building the side they have. Uh, and and you could see say, see that in the auction table as well, right? Because they knew who they wanted, uh, and they went for those players hammer and tong. You know, even as people were making fun of them for like. having spent 40% of their purse in their first three players uh, vanita malolan and uh, uh, you know hessen were like no we know what we are doing and we know the squad they want and i think uh, they were pretty much the only side that got most of their first pick if not all of their first pick so on that i i have to give kudos we have to congratulate the management and the scouting setup for having done uh, a terrific job now um smriti mandana yes a uh, big big fan of her um, i i rate her a better left handed bat than ganguly so pretty excited to see uh, what she brings to the table uh, as a captain and as a batter uh, a couple of other things i i love about rcb is how they have got their indian players down pat uh, you've got renuka singh um, who uh, you know i know she had an off day today but she is uh generally uh, a terrific uh, player uh, they've got shobhana asha who's 31 but who's pretty well known in the domestic circle for her bowling skills uh smriti we don't have to say anything as about her you got richa ghosh who is lightning fast behind the stumps and then when she comes to bat she's she's a monster uh they they've also got like uh, you know uh, 
a couple of other uh, uh, domestic players that are that are pretty much experienced in uh, Poonam Kemnar and Ronnie Roy uh, and others. Now, if at all I have to actually um, call out uh, RCB for is that outside of let us say a Kanika or a, a, a you know Richa who's like 19 i don't see a lot of youngsters in the squad if you if you look at all of their indian players they are all on like the the mid 20 30s peak so you know while they will win the cup this year and even probably the next year they are going to have an interesting csk style uh, succession problem if they kind of don't invest in youngsters but that said uh first two ipls definitely isala cup namde and the one thing i i would like to call out is post auction um rcb is pretty much the only team that has been hyping up uh, their wpl picks uh, max i don't know if you and yam saw this but there was a lovely video they had faf virat and ab actually record uh, videos to welcome like uh, their new captain to the team they're calling it the reign of the queen uh, and we all know it's done for marketing purposes but it is really really nice uh, to see a team uh, going ha- all out for for their girls uh, and and you know having that nice gestures in place of having their current men's team captain iconic players uh, ex captain kind of welcome their newer players and and uh, you know i feel that that's a really nice gesture so that's another reason why i feel this is our you know rcb here so yeah isala cup namde i i see a i i see a bangalore versus delhi final i see jemi and smriti like the best friends bff buddies kind of going against each other and rcb winning i i called it now those four dreaded words isala cup namde uh finally yes yes you went there but uh i mean they, they i think on paper i think they are uh, a top two team you know they have smriti um and it, just like how you know the the men's team you know uh, build is, is known for building the team a, a, a around uh, you know a troika of superstars they, ha- they they have done some something similar here as well uh, and you know Elise Perry and Emilia Kerr are my two favorite uh, women's players. So uh, she's here, and then I think I think they they were it was a very smart move to get uh, Dane Van uh, Nykirk um, in addition to you know Sophie Devine and Heather Knight and so on. Uh, it'll be interesting to see um, which four they have to pick. They have to pick. It's a, it's a good problem. um but then you also have richa gosh and renuka singh who's just phenomenal right now so uh you know based on current form this is a red hot team um the spinning probably might be a, a, a some concern but otherwise i think they are a, a, a fabulous team uh you know with megan shirt megan shirt renuka singh they can just go away any top order um and then uh, you know with the batting uh, they 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 are there as well so um i totally think it's a it's a superb team um maybe um, rcb and mumbai uh, for uh, for me at the top uh, versus rcb and 
Delhi as uh, you're thinking. Uh, Yam probably has Delhi, uh, uh, you know, uh, in the last place. But uh, yeah, I think we all have RCB uh, as one of the finalists. Uh, for me, I think Delhi did a very smart thing and they've, they have been very good with their auctions. Even at the men's auction, I think Delhi was very, very smart in the way they picked up players. Um, and, you know, there were a lot of memes also uh, being made uh, with that guy of how he was icing a lot of the other uh, uh, players uh, in the auction. I think they, they did a very good job here as well. But all in all, um, I mean, maybe except for a Gujarat, uh, you can't probably say that, you know, some team is looking really bad. Plus, there's only five teams to start with, right? So, uh, there is a pretty good uh, mix of uh, talent and good players amongst all teams. Now, if this was maybe like a eight-team league or something, then you'll probably see, uh, you know, uh, one, one or two teams being considerably weaker than the others. But I think with just being five, uh, I think it's, it's, it's still spread out pretty well. So, um, it, you could still say it's almost anyone's game. So we, on paper, we do have a couple of favorites. But uh, this is definitely looking like a lot of fun. Uh, what do you think, Bundi? Oh, I I am very very excited uh, for the games to start. The first game is going to be uh, Mumbai Indians versus Gujarat Titans, if I'm not wrong. And uh, you know that that's going to be an interesting uh, game to see. Uh, but but I can't wait for it to start. And uh, I, I want to... Uh, the one thing I like about the women's game, especially when it's 2020, is, um, you know, men's T20 over a period of time has has evolved into like a, like a, uh, like a rogue cousin of baseball. It's, it's not cricket, not baseball, not quite there. But I like the pace of the uh, women's game. And I like how much it's closer to the women's ODI game pacing as such. Uh, so on, uh, that kind of makes me really interesting. More than the first match, I have to be very honest, I'm actually excited towards the second fixture, which is going to be RCB versus DC, uh, two of my favorite sides kind of uh, going head to head. But Max, uh, the one thing I also wanted to highlight was uh, when, when the associate rule came up, everyone was... Uh, pretty excited, right? Because if you did pick a player from Associate Nations, uh, you could, in essential, field an extra overseas player. Uh, but I don't think any team kind of um, used it uh, well, to be honest. Uh, I'd have thought that someone like a Jeans uh, from Thailand would would have definitely been picked. Um, so that's, that's, um, that's something that was not very exciting for me because I thought that was a good rule to have and I was hoping that uh, Women's uh, Premier League would kind of show the way for the men's team to go about and uh, you know uh, kind of lead the way with respect to that uh, because while you do have the Rashids uh, 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 playing league it could be nice if you had if you open up the IPL to like uh, proper associate nations as well uh, the other thing that uh, again uh, I like to call out is uh, Pakistan missing out. Uh, there are a couple of really, really good Pakistan women's cricket players that would have benefited from the WPL experience, and I'm sad to see them not making it. And uh, because it's only five teams, a lot of my favorites uh, didn't get picked. Uh, uh, in one of our earlier pods, I know I mentioned about how excited I was to see which team would pick Alana King. Um, Alana went unpicked. 
and that made me really sad because she's someone who's a warnesque lex spinner she she's uh, where you see a lot of spinners kind of uh, defending and attacking alana goes all out uh, and and i love the uh, aggressiveness with which she bowls um uh, and she's also the local girl uh, she she is the tamilian so i i did want her to like get a wpl gigs uh, manat kashyap again was a terrific terrific indian bowler in the under 19 world cup that again didn't get picked um so i i feel that while the tournament's going to be exciting we're all excited about uh, how great it's going to be and how how much it's going to kind of Uh, matter to the girls uh, monetary wise and otherwise um, those are a couple of things that uh, make me a little sad but i mean and it's what it is at the end of the day games are uh, run for profit and you always can't have your way so philosophical that way oh, i mean you bring up a uh, really good point yes the uh, you know the, there there are no pakistan uh, players and uh, i think uh, that that's something a lot of people have been talking about as well and uh, because there were only 30 players that could get picked a um, lot of names are missing alana king especially because she's played the uh, the women's t20 challenge uh, you know that i mentioned like i mentioned at the start of the tournament so she uh, at the start of the pod she was uh, someone who you know we were definitely expecting to see getting picked up and um, yeah none of the teams picked up, picked any player from an associate nation so They, you know every team had 6 plus 1 but i don't think any no, any of the teams used it even all the teams just picked six overseas players and uh, the rest were um, indian domestic players so it's nice actually that rule was there that was introduced and i was hoping you know they would use it because then you would see maybe that rule uh, in the men's game as well uh, but uh, yeah no no one decided to uh, make use of that so The other one I wanted to then quickly touch upon was uh, how it's being played. So now, like we know, it's 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 going to be all uh, in one location. You know, they're not going to have home and away games. Um, they're all going to be played in the Greater Mumbai area. Uh, so that's one. And then the other one, and this is what I thought I was a very good thing with that the hundred did was having the games at the same. right so you had the women's game that was followed by the men's game and so you buy tickets you know play um, people who coming to watch both games and that uh, ensured that you know the the women's games in the hundreds also had uh, you know packed houses uh, because they would what would follow would be the men's games i think i thought that was a really nice way to do it um but uh, here however they decide to finish the tournament and then start uh, the men's tournament yam what do you think about that I actually kind of uh, agree with uh, this approach has been done. I don't think it's a good idea to have the men's game and the women's game together. I'll give you a very simple reason. A the crowd which comes to watch a men's IPL game and I could be harsh in my judgment here. Uh they come in expecting a certain tight cricket match and would do it very, you know, very nice the women's uh, a t20 game is closer to oi game on the women's side versus a men's t20 game is closer to a baseball match right so the type of cricket is different so the you might not get a fully engaged audience watching the women's game as you would uh, watching a men's game and the second is 
you should all the time of year and the location where this is happening because this is happening in bombay uh you would probably have uh, a lot of uh, you know you, you would have the me- the women's game almost treated in a step motherly fashion where you get a first uh, half and it's probably super hot and people are just trickling in and it's probably you know in the middle of the day uh, where people are still working and you wouldn't get the focus that the women's game truly deserves and i think it's a good idea that they it separately i do wish though that they had it in multiple uh, locations but i can see the reason why they try to keep it in one location because this is almost like a pilot version of the ipl and they don't know what they don't know so they figure out what to do with it hopefully next year onwards you will see a lot more of the uh, you know women's games played at different centers but i still the women's ipl uh, in a different timeline from the men's one preferably earlier in the year uh yeah i have to disagree with that they've run trial ipls for women's like for the past 4 5 years now uh with the three teams uh, they've just increased it by two so no new learning from there um and while i did make a comment about the pace of the women's game being different their odi game is rapid as well uh their test games rapid as well because they actually um, you know uh, bowl more overs in a day right so the game is actually far more aggressive than the men's t20 game i actually find the men's game boring now that i consistently watch the women's game i have to say that i find men's pitches very boring and i think we should do the 100 way maybe not have back to back games at least play on back to back days at the same stadium because that is going to be helpful uh max i and yeah i don't know if you guys follow the 100 but i think there's a lot of cross pollination and cross discussion that happens between the men and women of the same squad in the 100 like where you get have a jemmy sitting down and having a chat with faf right um having back to back games in a shared dressing room is going to give that opportunity and that would be amazing both for the men's game and for the women's game i feel uh because you know uh, maybe the men's game can pick up some of the stuff from the women's game and make it much more interesting is is how i feel about it and and um i do feel that they should have actually done uh, the whole traveling thing and uh, staged the games in next to next nights because that kind of brings a very unique home away tradition uh, you know like out of the five squads three of the squads have both a men and women's team right so imagine how nice it would be for the fandom because you're now going and you're seeing a men's game and you're seeing a women's game and you come out of the experience because it's the collective feeling of yeah i won both games or yeah you know we won one we lost one i i think that bridges the gender gap that currently exists in the game today so i'm i'm all for it but yeah i do see your point about uh, the the back to back games on the same day because they are going to probably stage the women's game earlier in the day but what i'd like to uh, make a point is that i don't think that's going to bring in lesser eyeballs because if you look at the recent uh, fixtures that india played in bombay it was sold out we had a sold out stadium where the girls played so um, i don't think that was going to be an issue uh, per se but i do see how you know the the preferred prime time slots would be given to the men's game uh, yeah that's, that's what i was referring to but 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 
but but still i would still have them play back to back on the uh, at the same place maybe uh, you know uh, on on different days and then call it a day but um, i i think bcci has run enough trial women's ipls with the trail basers supernovas and uh, velocity uh, that uh, they should have done away with this same uh, stadium thing that's that's like my uh, biggest what do you call it big biggest uh, irritation with 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 the first edition yeah i agree with you because this the same state does is you are also putting the pressure on the pitch right so towards the end of the top, quality of the pitch also deteriorates and maybe the games get a little more i guess uh, you know a little more weary because you have to take into account how the pitch is playing towards the end of the tournament from the beginning of the tournament maybe they're playing on on the pitches side one side after the other but they getting damaged different matches so i completely agree with you that they should have done this but again maybe just start with three or four centers right like how you have testerina just start with delhi bangalore and have those as the center where you can hyderabad maybe play in bombay one game in delhi up can play in delhi So in that way, you at least have some sort of a home away atmosphere. It's concentrating everything in Bangalore. I mean, in in Mumbai. I, that at least they should have attempted. But we all know why the BCCI didn't try to do more with the IPL. I think uh, I was just happy that the IPL was happening this year versus it being postponed for another. Max, uh, and yeah, I have one question to ask both of you, and it's it's pretty much like uh, uh, I I have to ask this. what do you feel about like chennai putting their hat in and then saying oh we don't have money and, and uh, getting it back can i start because i have a lot of choice words about it like i even <laughs> had the chennai super queens in my mind and was like okay where why yellow t-shirt with chennai super and you know and put like you know posts or memes like in a, in a pride the lionesses hunted the sit around sort of a thing right So I had so many things which I was preparing for, and they just chickened out of it. But in a weird way, it gives me happiness because if they weren't hundred percent in it and they bought like a team like what Gujarat did, I would be loath to have having to uh, uh, a bad versus Chennai in that scenario. So at least I'm not caught in two minds support because they just chickened out. But it was. It is pretty sad what they did. Max, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it was a bit interesting to see why they didn't. And uh, like I had already, in my mind thought it didn't even be called Chennai Super Queens. Uh, so it 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 is a bit disappointing. But um, I'm still uh, very hopeful that um, in 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 next couple of years when they expand this to uh, seven or eight teams, uh, Chennai will. the india cements group uh, which uh, you know uh, has the chennai super kings today will definitely pick one up is my uh, hope maybe they're trying to play the waiting game or maybe they you know didn't get the returns or the they were expecting when they picked up the team in south africa i don't know i truly don't know what the reason is it's a lot of conjecture right now but uh, it would have been definitely nice to see you know a women's team uh, wearing yellow 
So that is where at least I will leave it. Um, I did do want to make a correction though. I had said earlier that uh, no team picked uh, any players from Associate Nations. Uh, Delhi did. Um, they did pick Tara Norris from the US, and the US is technically a Associate Nation. So they actually have a chance oh. if they play Tara Norris, they can actually play five um, overseas players uh, in their team. They are the only uh, franchise to have done that. Oh, correction from my side. Um, but yeah, all in all, this does seem like a very interesting tournament. Um, Delhi and Bangalore uh, for me. Um, at the top, uh, sorry, Delhi, Bangalore and Mumbai are the three teams that we're looking to be at the top. And uh, maybe one of the other, uh, maybe one of the other two will spring a surprise. We don't know. Uh, but uh, the tournament kicks off on the fourth, uh, which is a sat, which is a Saturday. Uh, for me, it's good. I like the timing because it's going to be nine o'clock in the morning uh, for me to watch the game. So it's perfect uh, to watch it with my girls over breakfast. And uh, yeah, this, this is going to be fun. I can't wait. Uh, any closing comments, Bundi? Okay, I, I have to make my closing comments about Chennai uh, before I actually close close out. Um, while I was a little upset that Chennai didn't go for it, uh, and uh, I was very miffed that they needed an overseas league over an Indian's women's domestic league, I'm also happy as well because uh, the Chennai of today is not the Chennai uh, setup that was like in the 2010s when I was a fan of, when I started becoming a fan of the side. So pretty happy with that. Now, what I'm really excited about uh, is uh, what the WPL is going to bring is a lot more eyeballs to the game uh, because the game has, the women's game is actually gaining more eyeballs year after year as people kind of uh, come in and get sucked in like by how addictive and how rhythmic the women's game is. I hope that it gets a lot more eyeballs and that results in all countries giving prime time in cricket season for the women to actually play more tests and more one dayers, and I, I, it's ironic to wish for a T20 league to do that, and and I can see eyebrows going up because this is yet another controversial take, I guess. But a lot of cricket that the women play today, like the test series and stuff, is played on tired pitches post season, and I hope that the success of leagues like the WPL, the hundred, uh, will actually bring a lot of eyebrows to the to the women's game. And I really, really hope that they do get back-to-back features with the men's game on FTPs or get prime cricketing time on active, fresh uh, pitches so that, you know, we we can see uh, much more sporting games. Like, imagine if the women are bringing in such close results on tired pitches playing off-season, what they could do and how exciting the game would be like if they play on fresh pitches in prime cricketing season. So that's, that's my hope and that's my closing comment. Um, what about you? Um, I know Bundi is talking about women's cricket in general, but mine is a little more selfish uh, because I want Indian women's cricket to actually shake their tag of uh, uh, you know, of probably uh, you know not making use of the moments that they get to. In tournaments, a lot to do with exposure, a lot to do with the, the uh, mental preparations that they go through and the kind of opposition that they face. Practicing. So I'm hoping that what this does is bring in 
a new era of indian women's cricketers who are not afraid of the big stage in very similar to how the men's cricket was in the 90s if you remember like people would get to the finals and then we would lose and we were always i remember in 2003 we went about i think nine tournaments before we hit the natwest series finals where we played a try we would get to the first finals consecutive nine consecutive finals and then we lost the 2003 world cup then ipl happened and then we've done recently in most of the top in clutch games i'm hoping for something similar because i think our girls are fantastic they are probably some of the besters in women's cricket going around it's just the mental side of things that uh, they need a little more coaching and a little more uh on and i'm hoping that wpl is the beginning of that max what are your closing comments i'm pretty uh stoked about it uh and like i said uh, earlier as well because uh, you know my girls now love like to watch uh cricket and so they always keep asking when i'm watching the ipl you know uh you know why there's no uh, women's team because i i i have multiple uh, csk jerseys at home that uh, it's and so um, you know they know the team in yellow because dad wears the the, the yellow t-shirt um so i'm happy because i can watch uh, watch it with them and it'll be interesting and that's that's what uh, the whole thing is right to get um young girls to watch someone like them play the game uh and uh, you know, want to play it uh, and so the women's world t20 that's happening right now and that's going to be followed by the ipl so that i think uh, as a dad uh, and i know i'm sounding way too old now but uh, you know is i i think i think that's it's very important and i think that's that's a huge thing um for them uh, and it's 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 about time because uh, you know we've been thinking of this been hearing about this for the last couple of years but it's finally happened so it's good it's it's happened and the biggest thing uh, is that uh, you know it'll give it will it will probably not, instead of competing and being uh, you know a potential finalist um, hopefully in you know in a in a couple of years from now this will give the indian team the chance to be a, a default finalist like how uh when the this this world t20 started everyone was saying yeah you know it's this is going to be a tournament to see who meets australia in the final right because they were that good not were they are they are that good in all three um uh, aspects of the game and uh you know today came with india you know we were found a bit wanting in the fielding uh, area versus whereas we did pretty decent job trying to chase the total and all that so um this tournament i think will do a, a, a whole good uh, in that aspect because you'll have all these girls playing high pressure games with quality uh players uh on the other side so imagine you know like um someone batting like a domestic player batting and you have megan shirt or gardner coming up to uh, bowling to them and you need uh 35 runs in 18 balls it, they do it once or they fail doing it but then once they've been in those situations uh 3 years 2 years from now when they're doing this at the at the world cup final you know, nerves won't be there and we've seen that in the men's game where guys like prithvi shop surya kumar yadav uh, hardik pandya all of these are products of um have been products of the ipl 
and uh, you know their game has gone to a different level because they're just playing they they they're not playing the player they're playing the situation and uh, now that the WPL will give the domestic indian girls chance to play these situations will be a lot better prepared and you know a much stronger force against imagine without um, a proper domestic structure without uh, you know competitive league uh, like the 100 or the women's uh, big bash uh, we've been making the final four or the finals of commonwealth games the world cups and so on so with this it is just going to be you know upwards uh, from there right so instead of being like hey a potential top four it'll be pretty soon like okay who's going to meet india in the final so that's what i'm hoping for um and i will stop this monologue here uh and uh, i think this is this going to be pretty much fun uh on that note uh wanted to thank everyone uh unfortunately pk uh had to drop off because she was facing some uh issues with her audio um it was good uh, as long as we had her but uh we do promise we'll bring her on uh for uh, another episode mostly the uh the mostly towards the end of the bgt or towards the end of um the women's uh, uh premier league there's two episodes definitely that we're going to make so uh she'll be on at least for one of those uh for sure um this is max signing off then uh bundi where can people find you uh you can find me at akripasta at twitter.com you can find me at akripasta at tut.site and you will mostly find me glued to my television set watching all the cricket it is going to be impossible to tear you away from the cricket when the wpl is going on bundi so um let's <laughs> let's see uh, <laughs> you know i don't know if you're going to have to wake up really early to watch some of the games um i do have to but with all the cricket happening my sleep cycle is pretty well adjusted is what i would say uh yeah where can people find you uh far away from where if i don't want to be hunted by her my opinions on the wpl today but uh, typically online on twitter as yamsiv or on this podcast also dear listeners please uh, remember yam has pegged a uh, delhi team to be uh, at the bottom of the league so uh, these words will not be forgotten forgotten we will be we will probably get definitely make an episode just to get back to that uh, board prediction of yam and uh, also some things he had to say about uh, jamima <laughs> on this part <laughs> which and yeah, once don't, it, don't, it, don't, don't. imagine if she ends up being the mvp of the tournament or something like that uh, it would be fabulous uh, just for no, that yeah, one yeah, comment yeah cannot step into yam cannot step into bombay without getting crashed and he cannot get step into arizona without getting crashed that much is sure <laughs> uh, this has been a uh, really fun episode uh uh it was a shame that uh, pk had to drop off but it was nice uh, having her as well um this is max signing off uh, please keep listening uh, we have uh, we've been cricket heavy for a bit now we'll be going into some of uh, some other themes uh, in our next uh, couple of episodes so keep listening and uh, share let your friends know about it uh, leave us a comment or just hit us up on twitter and keep listening this is the chaiti podcast again okay.